One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. And welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Law Murray for your Tuesday night update. Coming up, the Lakers and Celtics went wild. The Warriors got stomped. And the Pelicans lost to the Jazz somehow. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. First up... The Boston Celtics snatched victory from the jaws of defeat after blowing out the Lakers in the first half and then blowing a huge lead. And then the Lakers blow a huge lead to go to overtime. 122-118, Boston wins. Jason Tatum had 44 points. Jalen Brown had 25. And this game was nuts. You were at the game for the first half. Okay, put us there. The crowd really wasn't into it because uh, the Lakers weren't into it. What's funny is I was at Monday night's game, and despite the Patriots playing on Monday night football, the Celtics fans were very much a presence in the Monday night game. And yeah, it, it, Tuesday night it was a little, it was a lot more subdued. Um, and then the Celtics were up early. You know, I mean, I think they took their first double digit lead. Yeah, they they were they took a sixteen point first quarter lead. So it was it was a much quieter game. Uh, tonight at uh, the arena downtown in LA than Monday night. Um, and really the only moments where you kind of heard anything was a few moments of energy in the first half with the Lakers. Unfortunately, some of those moments involved Patrick Beverly smoking bunnies in that second quarter back to back. It did not look like it was going to be an eventful game when I left at halftime. <laughs> And while you were scooting home, the Lakers were down 81 to 61 uh, halfway through the third quarter. And then they went on a 45 to 12 run. Um, Boston was down 106 to 93 at the end of that run. Three minutes, 40 seconds left. And then they go on a 17 to four run that was capped off by a Jason Tatum Fadeaway jump shot over LeBron's extended hand. I mean, it was a good contest from LeBron, but Jason Tatum at this point, when he when he's getting set up for this law, I don't know if you're like me. I expect him to stick these shots. Look, Jason Tatum is an outstanding mid-range shooter, and the Celtics get a lot of credit for what they do shooting the three ball. That's been a big reason why they've had the offensive efficiency rating. They've had to begin the first two months of the season, but they have these two guys, Tatum and Brown, who they can create their own shots. Obviously, the threes are a part of it too, but uh, that was an example there where the door was left open by the Lakers. Anthony Davis, phenomenal game up until the last minute of regulation, missed two free throws, just like uh, he missed one free throw uh, that could have won the game uh, Friday night in Philadelphia after a ridiculous comeback then too. And yeah, you you get that's this is why Jason Tatum is leading uh, or in my mind top MVP candidate right now. That's a star shot. Not everybody works on the mid range game. Everyone works on the damn three, 
But Tatum, that's a tough shot. Contested, big spot, big moment. Tired, right? You know, not just because of the game tonight, but because they played the night before, because they've been on the West Coast for three of the last four days and playing these games. That was, that was an outstanding moment for Jason Tatum. Yeah, and uh, we get to overtime. Starts out great for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook gets a couple of baskets and, and puts the Lakers up four. Boston comes back. Uh, Jason Tatum, or excuse me, Jalen Brown scores five out of the Boston's 12 points in overtime. Grant Williams hit a big three. And after those first two buckets, Russ was taking jump shots that, that look, we all expected him to miss because, like you mentioned, they were all tired. You know, the fourth quarter of this game was frenetic, and the Lakers were dead. They had dead legs. Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I mean, 46 minutes for AD, 43 for LeBron, and, and they played the entirety of the fourth quarter in overtime. So, I mean, when, the, when you get to overtime in the NBA, it's a toss-up anyway. But in particular, these guys just looked dead, and Russell Westbrook kind of shot them out of the game. I, I don't want to crap on Westbrook because I actually think he was really good and instrumental in that fourth quarter run that they went on to take the lead. Uh, and again, the first two buckets of overtime, I, I was extremely hopeful. He finished the game 20 points, 14 rebounds, five assists, four blocks, four of the nine Lakers blocks, which their defense is what keyed the the big run. They were turning that good defense into good offense. Anthony Davis had 37 points, 12 rebounds. LeBron had 33, nine rebounds, nine assists, and a couple of breakaway dunks. I mean, LeBron in this game was just... Uh, plus 10 overall in 43 minutes, and he was all over the place. This was a LeBron James game. It was, but the same issues with the Lakers come up. They don't shoot the basketball well, Dave. And when the Lakers had that 13-point lead, they had the ball with a 13-point lead and four minutes left to play in this game. The Lakers missed their last eight threes. I talked about the Anthony Davis pair of free throws that were missed. No one else got to the free throw line, okay? A big reason why they ate up that deficit that the, the, the Celtics lead is because LeBron, Anthony Davis, they were getting to the line and the Celtics weren't. The Celtics were kind of dying by the jump shot. The, their offense was one-dimensional. They were turning the ball over. That's, the Lakers were doing a great job of that. But especially in overtime, like it was three-pointers. That were missed. And yeah, Russ took Russ took some of those threes, but there's no threats. There's no threats pretty much. So that 12-0 run that the Celtics went on, again, it's keyed by a couple threes. Bookended, really. Grant Williams hits that corner three. Ball movement, right? You get two on the ball, find the right corner. It's like you gotta make that shot. You're only on the floor to hit that shot at that time. Grant did his job. And then again, star shot. Jason Tatum had his star shot, right? Jalen Brown had his star shot. Those don't matter as much if the Lakers had any gas in the tank. And they're the team that ran out of gas when it mattered the most to end the game. And that's understandable. LeBron James is in year 20. Anthony Davis is a, is, is a year, what is it now? This is year 12 for AD, playing the big position. And yeah, it, it takes a toll, Dave. And you saw it. They don't have any relief in the form of role players being able to space the floor or do more than what Russell Westbrook was doing. And that's the result that you get. 
and for the Lakers, I mean, this is we know the problem. They don't have any wings, right? Like they need they need a wing defender. They need some wing shooters. I mean, you look at Tatum and Brown and what they were able to do in this game. I mean, I, this is obvious with the Lakers. And for Boston, I, I think you have to point at some of the problems that they've had here recently. Obviously, these guys they're tailing off a little bit offensively. The defense isn't where it's gonna be when they get Al Horford and Rob Williams, and those are the two guys that they really miss in this game because the big turnaround happened because. The Lakers are bigger, especially inside. AD played big. LeBron played big. Even Russell Westbrook with four blocks, you know, help side. Uh, the, he had a chase down block. I mean, he he was all over the place. They were playing big in the interior, and, and that's when Boston kind of went away from their offense. So, you know, again, solvable for Boston internally. The Lakers are going to be, you know, pursuing the trade market here the next month. I mean, December 15th coming up. This releases on, on the – the 14th, December 15th coming up. So a few guys will be available. And of course, January 15th deadline, or excuse me, January 15th date, uh, when just about everybody becomes available. So the Lakers certainly uh, going shopping after this, right? Good luck. In the early game, we had a bit of a blowout because the Golden State Warriors were on the road law. They lost another road game. 128-111, they dropped this one to the Bucks. Giannis, I mean, at this point, you know, he scores 30 points, and it's ho-hum. I mean, he, he's the best player in the world. He has been for a while, but, I mean, he just dominated the defending champs. He dominated, but to your point, this was definitely not one of those games where Giannis is going to, at least offensively, where he's going to look back and, feel great about it um it's like he dominated in terms of getting to the free throw line but uh he missed a lot of shots tonight and I think that the thing that makes Milwaukee impressive is they have complimentary talent so um and you and I'm and I'm guessing you're probably going to want to talk about Bobby Portis <laughs> well Bobby Portis what he's doing off the bench is kind of crazy but actually I was going to talk about Kevon Looney so Kevon Looney has proven to be a really good defender against Giannis the thing is Kevon Looney can't stop him in transition. And that's where Giannis was really dominant tonight. He was obviously doing his job defensively and on the glass. But Kevon Looney gets Giannis to sort of settle quite a bit. You mentioned he, he Giannis goes 9 of 26 in this game. A lot of those were jumpers. A lot of them were, were mid-rangers. He took a bunch of threes when the game was kind of out of reach. He was trying to hit one, you know. Um, but I will say that Kevon Looney does do a nice job. But Bobby, Bobby Portis comes off the bench, 25 points, 11 rebounds, and, you know, somehow Russell Westbrook just took over the six-man-of-the-year conversation for playing, like, okay basketball. Meanwhile, Bobby Portis is averaging a double-double coming off the bench, playing big minutes for a team that has needed him while they were shorthanded with Chris Middleton out. I mean, how come we're not hearing more about Bobby Portis? Are we just bored with the Bucks? He's a big man. and He's a big man. Like, I mean, I've, I cover the Clippers, so I'm, I'm used to – um, the six-man award uh, coming out of th that organization, no matter who it is. Uh, obviously, I think uh, with Montrezl Harrell, you know, even the kind of player Montrezl Harrell was, it was energy and points in the paint. Bobby's a lot more versatile to that. Uh, Bobby can hit the shot outside of the paint. Uh, he had three mid-range shots. He, he didn't even shoot the three all that well, but he was just phenomenal in the paint. And um, he'll rebound, but the player that Bobby was before he got to Milwaukee, I don't think people thought he was going to contribute to uh, any kind of winning team, let alone a champion. And shout out to Bobby Portis because he's just, 
wherever they need him, wherever the Bucks need him, whether it's off the bench. Last year, he started a ton of games. He's just a really prepared player, and he wins a lot of his matchups, man. You can't, you can't put small people on him. He'll beat that, and then he'll take the big people out. He'll shoot over that. Every now and again, he passes. <laughs> so there's that, too. Well, and, and speaking of can't put small people on, I mean, that was the real story for the Warriors. I mean, they were just too small, especially when they went to the bench. They just didn't have a backup big that could do what Looney could do. But even when Looney was out there, they were a little too small for Giannis and, and for Brooke Lopez, who just continues to be excellent this season, had another couple blocks, um, just stretches the floor and, and just creates problems for the for the Warriors defense just being too small. I mean, just getting, you know, worked on the glass quite a bit, which the Warriors were able to do against Boston, but you know, Boston's just a better matchup for them. Uh, and for the Warriors, Clay Thompson started the game. He was aggressive, hit his first couple threes. Uh, one of which was his 2000th three pointer of his career. Uh, he's one of 13 guys to do it, but then they just kind of died out. Steph Curry with another poor shooting performance, three of 10 from three, three of seven for Jordan Poole. I thought Kuminga gave him some good defensive minutes tonight. I, I want to see more, you know, if we get another matchup or, you know, when everyone's healthy, love to see more Kuminga on on Giannis because I just think that that's kind of an interesting – he's an interesting guy to try to guard Giannis. He's so athletic and, and strong. Uh, what do you think about the Warriors in, in this game? And, and you know, are, are, we, are we too worried about their road record? They're 2-12 no, and 12 I, now on the road. Well, yeah, it speaks to their inconsistency. It speaks to their lack of depth. And their lack of depth is exposed even more – when you don't have a player like Andrew Wiggins available, they miss Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is a player who he's been shooting the hell out of the ball to begin the year. Uh, he has the defensive ability, even though it hasn't been as great. Steve Kerr has had to challenge Andrew Wiggins to be better on the defensive end this year. But we know that he can be a part of the solution to what's been a slow start to the, for the Warriors on that end of the floor. Uh, so when this is a night where the Warriors – they didn't start the game well as far as their starting unit. Uh, and if that's the case, this is not a team right now with the kind of depth to overcome that. Their young guys aren't there yet. Um, not talking about Jordan Poole uh, more than we're talking about Kaminga, Moses Moody. James Wiseman can't even be active right now. That's, that's a problem for the Warriors. Um, Andre Iguodala is on this roster. Uh, but in spirit, more than anything else, he hasn't played yet. He hasn't debuted yet. And even if he does, what are you getting out of him? This is not the like people can't take for granted that just because the Warriors were a championship team last year and a dynasty a few years before that, that they're just going to waltz through the West. They got to play better basketball, and they don't have the team right now to consistently do it. Yeah, Iguodala now has more technicals than minutes played this season because he got a technical on the bench. They were handing out te technicals like candy canes. In this game, I think we got to look into the refs for this quickly before we get out of here. The Sixers beat the Kings 123-103. James Harden had a really nice game. 15 assists, man. He, he's really like making stuff happen for them. Uh, the Rockets, look, we got to break up the Rockets. They've beat another good team. 111-97. They beat the Suns. The Suns have now lost five straight. Jalen Green, 26 points. That guy's going to be a 30-point-a-game guy before it's all said and done, right? He's going to lead the league in scoring. And the Jazz... Beat the Pelicans. Everybody's favorite team this week. The Pelicans lost, but Zion put Walker Kessler on a poster. Two-hand slam, and, and good for Kessler uh, because he kept coming back. Uh, but, man, the Jazz. Jazz and Pelicans. What is this weird? 
they've got like a weird in season this one season rivalry. Because the Jazz shouldn't have their nickname still. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like the look, New Orleans was gracious enough to give the Hornets back to Charlotte, right? And the Pelicans is a is a good name. Um No, but, it's not. We don't have to lie about it. I mean, Look, I'm not from New Orleans, so I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna defer to Will on that one. I don't have a problem with um I don't I don't ever say Pels. Uh, I will say that, um, but um, look, the 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 Jazz name should it it would be so much cooler if if that name was back in New Orleans. It never will be because you know Utah has obviously done some things in their franchise history, even though most of those things are in the 20th century. So, um, I th- that's my theory. I don't think we have enough time to really get into the uh, to, to the actual stuff here. Well, the Utah Jazz are actually a pretty good basketball team. And, and you know, we couldn't expect New Orleans to just win every game. But good for Utah. They, they blew them out. They really handled them. Uh, it was one of those games where I think Valanciunas needs to play a little bit bigger than he has this season. But, um, you know, I, I think maybe a little bit more. Gonna, well, they're going to figure things out, and Brandon Ingram coming back will be huge for them. And he's out for at least another week, though. They're going to reevaluate. Uh, but I expect them to go on another run when he comes back. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, let's get out of here, man. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.